Welcome back to Everyday Economics, the podcast helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit, Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics, the production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. To support Everyday Economics, please make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording today's episode on Monday, July 10th. And joining me as always is Dr. Orfe Divangi, PhD economist. Dr. O, the jobs report is out. And uh, the jobs report, you know, came back at, you know, with 209,000 jobs added. The Biden administration wanted to take a victory lap with that. Tractors of the president said, well, hold on, pump the brakes there. 60,000 of those jobs were government jobs. And of course, you know, for the person who gets the job, a job is a job. But when, you, when you're looking at the economy, question is, is, where is this job coming from? Is this job being originated, you know, inside of, you know, the, the efforts of a market or is it being paid for and effectively by the government? So the report's out and you've had a chance to take a look at it. You've written about it. What, um, what do you see? What do you think? You know, first of all, on this podcast, we keep things fair and right. So I never believe one president or another is responsible for what goes on within the economy. They get a lot of credit, but I never believe that. So I'm not going to give credit to either political parties, whether it's Republicans or Democrats, one president or another. It's not going to happen. Not on my watch, not on this podcast, because basically the Fed has been as, you know, trying to cool down this this economy. And I think we we started to slow that pull down. And and the reason, right, inflation was too high. Inflation hurts a lot of families. We had inflation of, of north of 9% last year. And so, you know, the, we've raised interest rates a lot. And, you know, you had some people t- talking about the economy re-accelerating. Re- and we said on this podcast, there's no such thing. I mean, the economy is going to land. This, this plane's going to land no matter what. It's going to be a soft landing or a hard landing. And right now, every sign points to a soft landing. It's been a slow and steady cooling of the U.S. economy, we're seeing it. We're seeing it in the labor market, right? This month's uh, jobs report is just another sign of it. Look, you know, employment growth slowed. Employment growth is not lower than the three-month average, than its six-month average, or then than it was last year. Employment was up two hundred nine thousand jobs in the month of June. Services, the services providing sectors are still leading the way, but cooling rapidly. We know manufacturing has been kind of a, the good services sector has been kind of in a contraction for a while already. And, you know, that was necessary to bring down inflation. So what service, what sectors are still adding jobs? Healthcare and social assistance sector added 65,000 jobs all on its own. And why? Because this this is a sector that was still far below where it was before the pandemic, plagued with labor shortages. And so so that sector is still adding jobs. I think that's good news because what it means is it's probably a, yes, labor demand is very high, but you also have some labor force participation increases, right? People coming back in and filling those jobs, which I think is great news. The more people come back into the labor force to fill those jobs, the less pressure there's going to be on wage growth. And and the Fed's been worried about wage growth because, you know, it really believes that if wages are growing too rapidly, we're going to see it in prices. The other sector that's adding jobs, it's state and local governments adding 57,000 jobs, Right. And then you also have the federal government to add a, a few more jobs to it. Now, you know, look, the truth is those the government jobs. Look, 
they're 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 constrained, especially state and local government, constrained by property tax and income tax revenues, right? And so and so whether I believe that's sustainable or not, you know, I it, it look. I don't think I don't think it's sustainable. I think that you're going to start to see these government government job growth start to slow as the rest of the economy also slows. Uh, that's going to happen. We know the cost of U.S. debt uh, for the federal government, at the very least. Well, of course, they pass on they, they they send a lot of money to state and locals, but you know the cost of debt has gone up, and that also means that government spending is going to slow. You know that there was that debt ceiling arrangement. That's also going to be a headwind. So that so that's just not a, not very sustainable. And so when I look at this jobs report, I see a lot of disinflation. I see a lot of uh, cooling. I see that the private sector is not adding a ton of jobs like a like it was, you know, only a few months ago. And maybe that's just one month, right? But we're gonna see. We're gonna see what happens in July. I want one. You know, one thing I saw that was really really encouraging. Was construction employment trending up? Construction employment has been a has been a bright light, you know, with builder confidence taking up this year. We we're seeing, you know, the construction sector kind of picking up the slack in the housing market. You know, we need more units. The more units you, 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 you know, we get, you know, I really see that as disinflationary, right? The more units we're going to get, the more uh, downward pressure on house prices and rents we're going to get. And I think that's good news. We're going to f- be able to to move a lot of families into their own units. That's fantastic news. That's all. The, that's disinflationary. It's good for the U.S. economy. Housing costs are kind of the biggest chunk of CPI. We know that, right? And so, uh, so that's good. And then finally, leisure and hospitality sectors, which, by the way, also still far below pre-pandemic employment levels, uh, are slowing. Growth in those in, in the in uh, hiring in the in the sector is slowing big time. Uh, so you're seeing basically that the U.S. economy is cooling. The consumer is cooled. Labor demand. As cooled, you know, I, one thing that it's hard to reconcile here is in the, 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 uh, you know, you have job openings, uh, still around 9.8 million, I think, uh, job openings. So that's like, that's a lot of, it seems like a lot of labor demand. So if employment growth's not coming up really fast, maybe we, maybe we, we still don't have enough workers, but you know, uh, the, the good news here is again, uh, you wage growth has been kind of sticky. I think that's, that probably explains it a little bit. I'll just add this. I think what's remarkable about about the numbers that came in, and of course, and you know, we just talked about, you know, the fact that like one out of every three and a half of these jobs is, you know, is 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 a government job. But as you're going back into the days of COVID, this would be the smallest monthly gain in the last. It's like thirty months or something like that. Exactly. But you you get to the point. You get to that 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 the end of that cycle. Yeah. No, no. I, no, that's where I'm going with this. I'm going to ask you, I mean, is the job market saturated? Would you be surprised if the July numbers came in and they were as soft or softer? You know, I mean, given the fact that, you know, the, all of the levers that have been pulled over the last now over two years by the Federal Reserve, they're trying to slow the train down. 209,000 jobs, of which 149,000 of them were I'm going to call them real, like real jobs and not government jobs and not to diminish jobs that exist in the government. I mean, we could, but the government can produce a job out of thin air, whereas, you know, the, the midsize, small or even, you know, macro business owner can't. 
do you think we're at the point? I mean, what do you expect to see in the month ahead? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, to some extent, you would want the government to act as a as a stabilizer, right? You know, the you know the economy goes into a recession, the government sector kind of picks up the slack to try to pull the U.S. economy out of that recession. That that's kind of that's kind of how we see government employment uh, as economists. But look, what that's just a side note. But what what do I see going forward? I see wage growth needing to come down some. And that means we need a bunch, we need more workers to continue to come in. And if we don't see a, workers coming in, we need labor demand to continue to tick down somewhat. But but are we in a position where, could, could we be at the end of the cycle? Yes, it looks very much like the end of the cycle. That's kind of what that looks like. Are we going to have uh, soft landing or crash landing? I'm on the camp of soft landing. I, I, I don't think I think that as long as we continue to see more Americans coming into the labor force, we're going to be okay. If, on the other hand, you just don't have workers coming in, the Fed is going to have to continue to squeeze to apply the brakes, right? And then we're not going to be okay. So, you know, I look at this jobs report and I think what this job report tells me is that the Fed is going to continue to apply the brakes regardless, because what the Fed is seeing is, the Fed is seeing demand still high, labor supply not coming in enough to absorb that demand. That's I think that's what the Fed is seeing here because of those because of the wage growth numbers. And so what that's going to mean is you know is is higher rates. The Fed's going to raise rates again, and, and, and you know, and I, I worry because I think that if the Fed could just leave this alone. You could probably end up with a soft landing, but if the Fed applies the brakes, it's close to that threshold, right? Where, it, where it's and that's what the mistake it's always done is that when it gets to that point, it's like, oh well, labor supply is not increasing fast enough. You know, it's uh, it's going to apply the brake. I think the Fed just needs to be patient. You know, you look, you know, we we paused uh, rate hikes. You look, and everything's slowing and heading in the right direction. It's just it's just heading in the right direction slowly. And I think slow and steady is what is what we need, right? If you, you don't lend the plane coming in too hot. And that's, uh, that's kind of what I see going forward here. You know, you're seeing the U.S. economy slow. You're seeing the potential of a downturn around the corner because you're, the private sector is really not adding all that many jobs anymore. You're seeing wage growth kind of sticky at 4.4% from a year ago. So I think the Fed leaves this alone. You know, there's no reacceleration. You know, there's a slowing, but if it applies the brakes too hard, it could take us right into a recession. So, uh, so yeah, that's my, that's where I see this. I, I think inflation's coming down, you know, if the private sector is just not adding jobs and you have wage growth at 4.4%, which by the way, is not that hot, that much higher than it was before the pandemic when we had really low inflation, you know, wage growth before the pandemic was in the high 3% range year over year. So we're not that far off the runway, you know, when it's all said and done. We've spent a, a fair amount of time on this, more more than we have with a, a lot of subjects, but I think we're getting down to the, to the point where the details, not to say they haven't mattered in the past, but they, I think they really matter now. So I appreciate the depth of the insight there. Thanks as always, Dr. O for Orfe Divangi. This has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics at americastalking.com. <laughs>